Deeper Dance with your host Yasmina Ramsey, where we explore how world dance expresses the inexpressible and helps us to understand the meaning of our existence. Vivian Scarlett is a visionary who connects artists for the greater good. She is the founder of Dance Immersion and the former artistic director of the Yusufiri Dance and Drum Ensemble. Vivine's passion has served Canadian artists of African descent with opportunities that have laid a foundation for continued growth and representation. She is the recipient of many awards, including the Planet Africa Heritage Award, the Chalmers Arts Fellowship Award, the Dora Maver Moore Award, and the K.M. Hunter Dance Artist Award. Vivine is full of wisdom and a continued source of inspiration for myself and many others. Hi Vivine, it's so wonderful to see you again and thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. Oh, thank you for inviting me and it's great to uh, see you again, you know. Yeah, well, we talked a little bit a few weeks ago, but uh, but we haven't seen each other in so many years. My thing I woke up with this morning was back in the day when we our paths crossed a lot. Uh, you and I had many conversations, and we were mostly kvetching about our frustration with the dance world in Canada, Ontario, Toronto that it was just so hard to get that door open or our foot on the door of main stages because of uh, being culture-specific dance. If we were mixing it with contemporary or ballet, we would, no problem. But as long as we were doing something traditional, it was at that time not considered art, anything that was under the folklore guise or really specifically traditional. Now, now it's not that way, um, but we couldn't, get our toes in the door. And I, re- and I remember us uh, <laughs> complaining to each other or having each other's yeah. folk to cry on yeah. about that. And I was yeah. just wondering from your point of view, obviously there has been changes, but I know my frustrations are still there in many respects. And uh, so I was wondering, how, have, do you feel like things are better now or maybe they have changed, but are they really better? They have changed. Of course they've changed. Everything has to change. When you start to make a lot of noise, they sort of feed you things so it looks like they're changed. But what it really is, it's it's not considered the art of dance. It is considered this dance over here and that dance over here. And let's have the multicultural dance. And let's, so people start to believe that about themselves. They start to talk about their own dances as like a traditional dance. Everybody's dance is traditional. So who has made it that these dances have become the ones to be sort of the one on the pedestal, pedestal and everything else is, is traditional. And we have fed into that belief that we are other than, you know, dance and expression of movement, of life, of political things, of things we say to each other, things that we celebrate, things that how we love, things of how we war it through movement is an expression of what it is. But we have fed into the belief that somebody has said it is this and this is what we must do. 
you know, and we struggle, we struggle with that so much about, you know, what we want to create and say and evolve in and have someone come in and help us to do it from where we stand as opposed to where they think we should stand within what they think is their domain. We, we belong here because we are here. There are many expressions and it's so coming to the forefront now with, with everything that life has brought us. It has not just hit one person. It has hit everybody, not just in one city, one region. It has hit worldwide. So what does that not make us stop and think about what who we are and what it is that's going on with us as human beings? You know, sorry, I go off. <laughs> oh, believe me, every word you said was like drinking wine. I was getting drunk on it. it so beautiful. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, that that was Oh, so I so needed to hear that. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because I, I guess, like you said, the world is coming awake. And also I have for the first time started to reply to the same people who've been selling me the same things for years. You know, Yasmina, if you did it a little like this, if you did, then you'd have a lot bigger audience and a lot more people would understand and appreciate you. And I finally turned, I usually just take it in and, and just like, yeah, you know, but this time, I took it in. I said right back, no, actually, I've been doing this for 45 years this way on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was an option all along. <laughs> I would have done it a long time ago. Done on purpose. And this is the reason why. So of the three topics that I like, that I'm interested in, I want this podcast to be about. One is community outreach. One is uh, sociopolitical change. And the other is spiritual connection with the dance or using the dance as a spiritual medium you know? And um, for me, as I see you, you embody all three. But um, I think it would be really nice. I would really love to talk to you more about the spiritual aspect, because I think you're fascinating in this regard. And, um, and hopefully you want to talk about that too. What role has spirituality played in your dance, your art form, and um, even your career? And again, same like the question before, has that changed now? Does it have a different, a different approach? A different approach? I think spirituality for me, defining that for me is really just knowing that I am part of a bigger picture and that, yes, I am in this physical sense as a human being, but really deep down, you know, what... What's this all about? I can't explain it just so that it, it, it works. But I know that I have been led and that I have been driven by something that is more than me. No matter what my parents said, no matter what my friends said, no matter what my children said, I have been driven like a crazy person, you know? And when I do get frustrated and sad and you, you know, things happen and you think, why, you know, when you cry and you carry on and you're down in the dumps, you know, something happens to say and make you know that, yes, okay, this is what it's all about. 
right? And this is why you keep going in the way you're going. Spiritual. And then from that, you know, just growing that and being connected to different things and different people and the search for my ancestry and the practices of prayer and different kinds of prayer, not only within my own culture, but prayer from the practices that people do throughout the world, which is related to prayer because it just is more than us in a physical sense. And this guidance that gives me a lot of peace when I sit still and listen to it, you know, which is me, because you get involved in so much and you're driven and you and sometimes it's yes, just being driven and knowing and setting, but being relaxed in it because it's already been set in pace, you know, but we feel we're in control and we're going to drive this and we're, and, you know, um, you know, but as I get older and as I mature, you know, I totally connect with it in a different way, like you say, in an understanding and knowing and awareness, you know, of, what that spirituality is for me and not only in my art, but my everyday life, how I treat myself, how I treat other people, you know, and how I just look at the world. Cause really sometimes I sit and I go, well, like, really, what is this all about? Like, you know, I drive myself crazy. I'm driving down the highway and there's a car that goes by that has three people in it. And each person has their life in that car. And that person is related and has friends. And like it just, it you know, and that's just one little section, tiny little section of the world. So, you know, but then that that just gets beyond and gets crazy. So I come back to reality and know, you know, that uh, dance has been the thing for me. I've always wanted to dance. I've always wanted to move. You know, where has that come from? And not it, it's not only the art of dance that has taught me. It has taught me so much. That has been my journey and and the school for me to learn my life you know, path and and what I bring to it, what I share, what I learn. You know, I've been able to travel to places that I've never thought I've been able to go through dance, you know. I'm not driving a Mercedes or live in a wonderful palace and stuff like that. But my soul and my purpose, you know, is being fulfilled the lessons, no matter good or bad, you know, as I mature, you know, (laughs) I come to terms with them. That's what it is. You know, everything is a lesson and, and, and how you move along in that lesson and how you move along with other people. Um, yeah, I, I, I can go on. (laughs) Well, I could listen to you for days, too. When you are saying about driving along the highway and seeing another car with three people and each of those three people are connected to each other in the car, but they're also connected to all other world and other people and other cars. um, It reminded me, it made me think of all your work you've done as 
I, I think of you like as the great connector, you know, with dance immersion, with every project you've done, as far as I can see, I, I never think of you as that dancer who's trying to establish herself as a dancer. It's, you're always outreaching to um, the community through education, through inv involving people, bringing people together to work together, things like that. Did I draw a correct correlation there of your spirituality as being reflected in the work that you do? Very much so. Very, very much so. It's, it's uh, for me, it's all about connection um, because everything is connected. I remember oh, many, 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 many years. I think this was even before dance immersion or maybe at the very beginning where dance immersion might've been a thought. There was some, I can't even remember what kind of seminar or something, but it was, it took place at um, Metro Hall um, and there were dance people there. And I remember being partnered up with Danny Grossman. And one of the questions is um, like one word, how do you describe yourself in the community? And the word that came out was connection or connector. I think that's always been a part of, of who I am because everything is connected <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> so that's kind of like the, the theme of your spirituality. But when you are actually dancing and moving through your body and expressing yourself through your body, do you feel like that's a form of prayer? Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, there have been times where the movement has come and I can't remember what it was. You can, but you, you know what I mean? And yes, <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this is the way I've, I've always felt about. And I, I've also always thought that the one who is performing and the one who is viewing, observing, they are both receiving kind of a blessing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, and they they both have an equal role. And anyways, that that that's that kind of what you feel? Yeah, very much so. I mean, there's there's audiences, um, different audiences, <laughs> you know, and it's an energy thing. You know, you can be there with an audience that is just very appreciative and polite and, you know, but you can be in an audience, you can be in, an, in a performance where the audience is so connected and they're, they're, they're right with you doing what it, and you feed each other. So the, it, it's great, you know, mm -hmm. but it's all about energy as well. Do you think that you got attracted to it? Uh, I read this morning about how when you were younger and you wanted to take dance in university and your parents were like, no, it's not going to happen. Even though your family was very musical and artistic anyways, but like, I guess they wanted to, I mean, I the same problem with me as well. They want, they want you to have like a normal job. But uh, <laughs> um, so did you feel that that, that, urgency or that drive to that you're going to become a dancer at all odds 
Do you think right from the beginning, it was always about using dance as a connecting vehicle, as opposed to you uh, being on a stage and receiving the spotlight kind of thing? Um, I think really at the very beginning, especially formal training, because um, I wanted to be on Broadway as well. I wanted to sing and dance and act and do all of those things um but that was a part of of exploring but life sets in you know um and you have children and and stuff like that so broadway was for me you know was not was not working what could i do because i take whatever i do very seriously so my children um you know, they're, they're a part of me. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that, you know, you have to make choices, but the dance was always there um, through the different stages. Did I answer the question? <laughs> I think so, but I, it probably was a hard question to answer. Um, when, when you go to do something like dance immersion and you want to create it, the urge, the, uh, the impetus to want to create such a, a program comes out of frustration of dealing with the sort of the status quo of what people consider dance and you wanted, you needed to break that, that ceiling or perhaps even more so there, the, the, no one was giving you room. So you made your space. And um, is that, when you think about it in equal, in ratio, how much of that was as a, a reaction to the situation in which you were that you needed to break out of? And how much was just you being you wanting to connect living souls sort of thing, you know? I think it was me wanting to, I guess, connect living souls, as you said, but my living souls in terms of my people, in terms of looking at, you know, what it is we had to go up against. The thing really was we're, we're dancing, we're doing what we're doing. So in order to carry on doing what I'm doing, I can either conform and become one of them and listen to the, someone tell me what it is I should look like and how I should whatever, whatever, or I can create a space for us to, to, to do what it is that we want to do. Ah. <laughs> uh trying to answer your question is just just so many but it really was about the doing I wanted to dance I wanted to evolve what we were doing I wanted to share the dances that I have seen and exposed to not only within my community here in Canada but in different parts of the world where I've connected to dance and dancers um you know what that you don't see here that you don't get fed by that you don't share with um 
And the people, Yasmina, like you said, you know, we used to connect a lot because those people who felt disenfranchised became a community with each other. We had each other to, you know, bitch and complain to. We had each other to, you know, have our own little dance parties, a little series that, you know, you presented work. You know, we did for us what we had to do because it was dance, right? It, you know, and all this thing about equity seeking people, what we are doing is being human beings and dancing. You have made us again, titling us as equity seeking. Equity seeking to what? You know, who am I supposed to be equal to? And you're telling me, oh, sorry, I'm going off. But these <laughs> no, are <no. laughs> these I are know. things that drive me crazy, you know. And usually, you know, I do what I do, and I go along, and I, you know, and it's like when you know they ask you to sit on panels and da da da, and you know, I'm just tired, and I, and and I and I feel intimidated, and I feel like you know. You're the spokesperson for the whole black population of wherever it is you are. And, you know, and the things, if I say something like that, then it's like, well, it's kind of like a shock and it doesn't go anything. Well, we've talked about that and this is what we've decided on. (laughs) So it's just like, you know what? Okay. So, okay. What what do you think is... I mean, one of the things I always get frustrated when I'm filling out the grants and they say, what is your dance form, let alone the whole ethnic thing, but what is your dance form? And I have to categorize myself, Middle Eastern dance or whatever. And I hate that question every time because I'm like, why can't I just be dance? And yes, but then I understand we need to also understand the roots and the culture and and the the lineages and the history is, 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 the context is important. But at the same time, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, yeah, it's tricky. I see two sides of the coin, but I just hate being asked that question. And at the same time, but perhaps I hate being asked the question because my dance form has always been, well, that's not really dance, you know? And so that's why I don't want to answer the question. Perhaps if it had been included equally as along with contemporary and ballet, maybe I wouldn't be so reluctant to answer the question. Well, you don't have to answer the question of, you know, what category do you fit in? Are you this? Are you that? Are you black? Are you African? Are you, you know, there's a whole categorization of who we are and what we do in order to come up with statistics and proof supposedly of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, But it's, it's a whole system and it, there is just so much to go through that for many years, it's just continue to do what it is that you set out to do because you, I have spent so much energy trying to be a part of the system that I've neglected or it's taken me away from what it is I've started out to do. So in order for me to continue to do what I started out to do, it's just to connect with like 
like-minded people connect with those people who who get it as a part of life as opposed to a category to the part of life in the section that you fit in that may or may not be you know all of that and i know it sounds very simplistic but really it is <laughs> yeah i i hear you do you think that back in the day when we used to complain and like you said there was sort of a community of us that were well we were all struggling together you know and changes were made but i feel nowadays that we don't have that community like i don't uh, I don't want to list off names or anything like that, but the, all of us that did speak together and, and spoke to, uh, I, I don't feel we're talking to each other again. And maybe that's because we think that things were fixed or things were changed. And maybe it's maybe there's a new conversation we should be having. Or did a lot of those people become assimilated into the system? I don't know. What do you think? Like, I've been wondering about that lately. Like, what what happens is I feel is that, you know, that community who we were, you know, we've been given a little something to help us move along. But that little something has created such a big thing that we no longer have time, <laughs> you know. And we do not have the infrastructure that so many other organizations have with the assistance. We keep forgetting about that. There are things, yes, everybody had to learn and everybody had to da 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 But there are organizations who have gotten there who have that infrastructure and the knowledge and got the assistance and had the money, like real money, to pay people, but we have gotten a little bit of money, give thanks, thank you, you know, to do what all these big organizations are doing. So in order to do that, in order to keep that little bit of money, you have to work 10 times. Then it's the same thing, life, you train somebody, they go off. That happens, that's just life. But for us, it's like, damn, you know, where is the, the, for me, that's what I see. Like, I mean, there's just, there's so much. You see each other at something. It's like, hey, I remember you and I, we hadn't seen each other for years. We were heading to a meeting, I think, down at Harborfront. And we ran into each other in the hall and we was like, yeah! And we're trying to catch up, like, from the, the hallway into the room. Mm -hmm. Because we know as soon as that meeting is over, we have to get up and rush off to, 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 to do what we have to do in order to survive. Right. So there's a lot of things, you know, that because we're so deep in the forest that we don't see the trees, sure. you know, and um, there's a way that we can share all of that. And I'm really talking about these big institutions who put out all these wonderful things about, you know, when Black Lives Matter was going, all these things, they're putting them out, you know, but there are real things that can take place, 
you know, that don't happen besides, you know, putting a person of color, you know, at your reception or putting them on your board. Where is the real change? Where is the the part where you offer some of what it is that you have in studio space and being part of your curriculum and being part of, you know, evolving what we, we stand up and say is Canada, this multicultural place still run by all these white people. I am sorry, you know, who want to put me in a place, you know, to say that, yes, we are multi. I am not saying that there has not been changes. Of course, there has been changes. But now it's time for real change, you know, which means that we have to have these deep, deep conversations. You know, we have to make those changes that are uncomfortable. You know, we have to look at ourselves and we have to look at really, you know, I don't want any more pity money. You know, I want to be, I belong in this world. I belong in the sea. I pay taxes like everybody else. I want to collaborate with everybody else. I want to connect with everybody else because that is who we are and what we do as human beings, you know, and I just get so tired, you know, Mm. of being a BIPOC. (laughs) Um, While you're talking, I'm thinking back to the first grant I ever got. It was thrown across or down a board table at me by a woman who said the committee read your grant and they thought it would be a funny joke if they gave you a bit of money to see what you would do with it. Excuse me. Yeah, this was Toronto. Yeah, and she threw the envelope across this long table at me, like threw it at me and said, we, uh, the, the, the people on the committee thought it would be funny to see what you would do with it. It was $500. And so I took that money and I created something called the Sen of Ishtar, which then you know, got toured and 36 times of rave reviews and all the newspapers, et cetera. And, but, but what I'm thinking is actually that $500, yes, it got more money, it got, but it's always been like just enough to get yeah. to, to input, uh, give me impetus to want to do something like you, like dance immersion or something like that, but not enough to truly succeed. Exactly. It, it fulfills their, their criteria, you know, so that we're, yes, we have, in, we've given money to all these people. And within this, we have someone from the Middle East. We have so many black people. We have so many, de- we're all friggin' people, you know, or we've already given money to someone in your community. What? <laughs> yeah. What? You know, and and the thing is, they don't hear it. They don't hear it because it's so ingrained, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was happy a few minutes ago. Now I'm depressed. You know know what, Yasmina, through all of this, we're still here, you know? Through all of this, we're still doing what it is we set out to do. Through all of this, we're still here passing on what we know to the next generation for everything that we go through, that we've been through, and will probably still go through. We are still here for real. But we're really tired out. (laughs) So... 
but uh, maybe, maybe like you say, uh, this is the time now, whatever it is that we did 20, 30 years ago that sort of pushed things along, it's time for chapter two to yeah. make another big change. And uh, actually, I was speaking to somebody else who's also, you know, of, comes from a background of culture-specific dance about this very idea that uh, perhaps another organization needs to be made. But anyway, maybe we can have that talk another day. <laughs> but, um, okay, before I lose you, I wanted, I, I'm sure I have more spiritual questions to ask. And I guess... Um, I mean, you know, this word spirituality is such a huge word. It can mean so many different things to so many different people. But um, I know when I when I say that it's a spiritual act, when you perform the dance and the one who is acting is both a consciousness level raising thing, but that's spiritual. When you create dance, do you think about does it come to you in terms of that is that you will be changing hearts and minds and opening their hearts things like that like what what is it that you hope to that your audiences will walk away with change because they saw something that the Vivine Scarlet created I think that the change begins with me because that's why I want to create that dance or that because something has said well you know, I want to say this, for instance, the work that I called she or her. And it's all about women. Do you know what I mean? So that came for that. And so it didn't start out as, well, the audience will, it, it starts out from yourself because you are part of the audience and they're going to relate to it or not, or relate to it in some way or not, you know, um, yeah. So please tell me about she. I want to know about it. Anything that's to do with the archetypal feminine, <laughs> I want to know. Well, it um I created it when I was doing a a, a show with Jasmine Fife. We did co-choreography, so she did some work, I did some work, we did some work together. But the piece her um was just a piece really it was the head tie. You know, it started off with the head tie and especially black women and their head ties. And when you take it off, what this head tie becomes, you know, what what is it? And especially, you know, we're all women doing it. I think there was five women. And what does it become? And it tells the stories about relationships and da 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 da. da. But it was all about her and our sensuality, our sexuality, our, you know, our boldness, our strength, all of that put in this one little piece. And it was done, um, a core player. Um, the music was core music, um, um, and guitar, I believe. So it was really, it was just a piece of music actually that I heard, um, which brought the, that whole thing on. So that was that piece. So what is your view from your uh, forms of dance about this connection between sensuality, expressing your, your sensuality, your sexuality, and the power of, of being feminine or the power of womanhood? Because um, that's obviously predominant in my dance form, and it's always 
a conversation where it's always, there's a connection there, there seems to be, that when women are have sexual freedom or, or are allowed to express themselves in a sensual way, it also empowers them as women and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. there seems to be this connection there. And um, do, you, do you find that obviously? And why, why do you think that is? Um, I just think culturally in certain parts of the world, when you see a naked woman or you see women's breasts, it ain't a big deal. It ain't, you know, so the, 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 the expression seen differently by different people become different things. And that goes for many, many, many different things. Um, I, I know I'm not answering the question. No, no, you are. I understand what you're saying. But um, as a woman, and I think in all cultures, we express that. Um, we have no other way. That's who we are. Is there anything that you would like to talk about extra? Or I just um, thank you. It's It's been great having this conversation with you. Um, and we do go back a long time. Um, I'm very grateful for, for knowing you in the past and now. I'm, I'm so grateful for connecting with you again. When you invited our company to perform a dance immersion, first of all, that was an, an awakening for me because then I learned about Hagala, which is a dance from near in the north of Egypt, and um, how I saw it in another come from another part of Africa, the same dance, the same story and was like blown away, you know? (laughs) So that was like a very enlightening moment for me, but really on a very personal level, um, I knew that you invited us because our dance form is Egyptian, Egypt's part of Africa, but I'm not. And so I was, I just want to tell you, I'm very grateful that you uh, saw me as the person who loves Egyptian and Middle Eastern dance rather than the, I just feel so grateful that you related to me as my true soul sort of feels as opposed to what I looked like, you know? And I I don't know if I'm making any sense, yeah. but I, I was very grateful then, but I think I was too shy to say so or didn't have the words or was afraid I might say something stupid as I might be saying right now, I don't know. And, um, but I had to tell you today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's, it's about the dance, Yasmina. It's about the dance because you were out there in the community doing the dance and the dance does come from Egypt. And it'd be different if I, because I always go out and see people what they do. If you weren't doing the dance, like, I mean, if you were out there and it looked like, oh, you know what? She need a little bit more practice. But you have, you do your homework, you practice, you been to the origins you learned from you know so that's it that is what it is it's like because i'm black doesn't mean i can do african dance i gotta know the source i gotta do my practice i gotta know my you know i gotta go to the foundation i gotta know the history the music that that you know what that is so that's what it's about so so that is what we're looking at. And, and that's what I mean by connecting his human beings. And you're a dancer and, and 
all of that because I've had the same experience. I probably saw you maybe somewhere and going, oh, here we go again. White women, a blonde white woman trying to take over, you know, and I've done that so many times. But then when the, the, the dance starts, it's like, oh, well, OK, you know, I humble myself because it's not about it's about the art form. And yes, there, you know, and yes, there are situations, everything is different, but we always have to approach each other with love. You making me cry. (laughs) Okay. Approach each other with love. Let's, uh, let's finish this wonderful (laughs) interview on that note. And I love you dearly. And, uh, we got to do this again sometime. <laughs> you know what I'd love to do when we can do it again? And this is, is, is just, you know, like we say how busy we are, is just to get in a studio and dance. Oh, my goodness. That would be so cool. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, wow. And then, like, have the same conversation but through our bodies in movement, like yeah. talk. Oh my God, that would be so, oh, I have chills everywhere. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for inviting me and um, great conversation anytime. Even, even if it's for five minutes, one day I want to be in a studio with you and just talk to you through dance. Okay. I'm there. Okay. Thank okay. you so much. Love Thank you. you. Take Love care. You Bye. Thank you for joining me, your host, Yasmina Ramsey, for this week's episode of Deeper Dance. If you would like more information, please check out my website at yasminaramseyarts.com. I hope you join me next week with more fascinating guests and more ideas to ponder inspired by dance.